Once again, a big thank you to Wild Earth Australia for their continuous support and being a company that really believes in the adventurous lifestyle. Now, if you need any gear for your next adventure, running, hiking, camping, climbing, survival, you name it, they have it. So go to the website wildearth.com.au and put in the 10% discount code Diaries of the Wild Ones, all one word, capital letters. Free shipping Australia-wide, they even ship internationally. So you're about to meet Alexa, the force behind Steel Stoked, the online community for female action sports. Now, Alexa herself is one of the most adventurous, hardcore women I know, with a background in competitive snowboarding, backcountry guiding, and now a keen surfer and just all-round world adventurer. I think it's so important to have conversations like this, and I'm so inspired by Alexa because, as you will hear, she is a woman on a mission. The energy she has put to creating a supportive space for women in a traditionally male-dominated field comes from her own experiences in these spaces, from being the director and producer of the first all-women snowboarding film, a lead mountain guide in Japan, and leading a successful career in advertising. She has real experiences and real stories to share. Her clarity of vision is infectious, and her commitment to her own values is uncompromising. From the brand she works with to the messages she shares, they are all aligned with her goals of empowering women in active pursuits, telling tales untold, and doing so with one eye on a greater ambition to support environmental causes. We recorded this conversation a few weeks ago in Sydney, and as it turns out, I've ended up on a yacht with her sailing from Tonga to New Zealand. We are currently hiding out in Minerva Reef, which is an atoll about a third of the way there. We are waiting for our next weather window to sail the rest of the way, but being at sea with Alexa has given me a greater understanding of what she believes in, and I am just so stoked that I can provide a platform to help her get a message out. You ready? Take two. Yeah, take two. (laughs) Okay, first of all, Alexa, it actually kind of makes me nervous to put out your story because... This is such an important story that you have. It's such an important role that you're playing in society right now, whether if you you think of it or not, like throughout your brand, Still Stoked, this has like a really fundamental, important message here. And I think it's something that like I really want to back as much as I can because I'm seeing it throughout society and it's something that I, it hurts me and I really want it to change. I think the best way to start this is just asking, asking you, who's the founder of Still Stoked, what Still Stoked is all about. So Still Stoked's a platform for women that I created in 2008 in response to the lack of media and the lack of storytelling that I was seeing. And if it didn't exist, I was just going to build it, build it. So I wanted to create a place where I could read the stories that I wished were available when I was younger, where I wanted to be a pro snowboarder and they just didn't know any other women that were choosing that path because there weren't those stories available. So essentially, it's just a massive platform for inspiring female content. Yeah. So you being as, like, as your background, being a, a hardcore snowboarder, semi-professional snowboarder, a professional at times, being a hardcore mountaineer, being a sailor, being an adventurer, who have you had to inspire you? I had to, like, search pretty hard when I was younger for for female role models. And sadly, I think that's kind of still the case for women growing up, which is, I guess, the impetus of Still Stoke. But, um, you know, back in the day, the women had, like, a very small little token section in the films. And I would would get those 
VHSs and rewind and, and replay and replay. Tara Dakides, Victoria Jalous, like those absolute lords of the snowboarding world. So they were like the women that I looked up to, but there was no internet and they weren't in the magazines and, you know, it was very few and far between any exposure or any stories I could, I could find out about them. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of, yeah, trying to just create those stories or make those stories and that content and that media more accessible for the next generation so they don't have to go through what, what I went through in my, in my generation. And do you think that's the case that's happening right now? Yeah, I think, you know, there's not much funding in female storytelling a lot of the content that women will put out, um, so whether it's like mountaineering or surfing or, or like skiing or snowboarding, a lot of that's self-funded. Um, there's normally like one, maybe two female athletes on a ski team or a snowboard team compared to maybe eight or 10, 15 men. And the funding goes into the men's adventure content. So it's still kind of hard to find strong female-led stories, especially told by a female. Um, many times it's through the through the eyes of a man which is always slightly obscured and a little step away from like the emotion that a woman could tell a story within yeah have you have you noticed a a big response through through steel stoked with like young women especially like being able to inspire them to follow their dreams or, or inspire them to push themselves in adventure sports yeah definitely i think like what is the most beautiful thing is when People will find the website through searching like a problem or something that they're, you know, they've got a a pain point and they they find some content that answers that pain point and then they get pulled into this like story, whether it's something that I've written or Melanie or any of the other writers. And it always has an out, you know, that it's a genuine, authentic story that they are then like, oh, you know, they've done it so I could do it too. Um, and then I get these beautiful emails saying like, wow, is it like a really low point? And I discovered that your content and the story and like, I'm really motivated to quit my job or, you know, retrain as this or whatever, whatever it is. For young females today, who do you think, oh, how do I put this? For young females today, who do you think a good role model would be for them? Like what, what do, what does the general population of young women have as role models? Because I, I see a big hole in this. I see a big problem in this. And, I, and it was, a, it was a, an experience that I had um, a couple of months ago. And it, it, this absolutely, absolutely broke my heart. And this is why when I started looking at your website and knowing you personally and seeing what actually you're doing really touched home with me. Because I have a little cousin that, and I told you this earlier, that's 12 years old and she just turned 13. And I follow her on Instagram and she started putting up photos of like kind of seductive photos of like pouting her lips and showing a bit of her body. And now, you know, like she's, a, she's turning into womanhood. So, yeah, you know, like she's definitely on her own journey. But I just remember thinking, who's her inspiration? Like who is she looking up to? Like who's inspiring her to like be the best version of herself? And I'm like, she's looking at Instagram models, like people like softcore porn basically and thinking like this is who I should be like this is who I need to be like this is who I need to be to get validation this is who I need to be to be a strong woman or something I don't know there's a message that's been lost there and it it absolutely broke my heart I've actually got shivers right now talking about this and I think from just from that looking at this and now talking to you over the last week about what you do and everything I think it's so important to like show a different message to especially young women to say like you don't have to go like just show your body 
You know what I mean? Like that isn't, you can go out and push yourself in adventure sports. You can go out and do adventure or like live this life you want to live without selling like. An aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah. I think, can you imagine being like a young teenager, like even a boy or a girl right now and having all of this like external stimulus and things to compare yourself to um, and what that's doing for self-esteem for young kids. And I think like that's what's super important is, you know, I'm really lucky. I, I've had snowboarding since age 11 and it was all I wanted to do. And it taught me, I was part of a community that was really supportive and it taught me like rebellion and to carve my own path and to really be comfortable in my own skin. And that's kind of what I'm trying to show is that these beautiful sports and, and like getting out there in nature, you strip away all, all that bullshit yeah. and um, you're part of a community and you're just as raw as you can be in the ocean or the mountains or, or whatever yeah. it is. And that's a really good alternative to that kind yeah. of pouting bullshit. And I think that's definitely, is that, would you say that's your strongest motivation? Like when I'm looking through your website here, it seems to be real women doing real things. And is that like something that definitely like really motivates you to push that through your website? Is that like, it seems like that's what the website's all about. That's exactly what it's all about. Yeah. I mean, it's people, you know, women are out there doing great things, but they either don't want to tell people about it because they don't think it's that great or there just isn't a platform to do that. Like, you know, pick up any surf magazine and try and find a, a female like road trip or a story of like some girls going off and hunting, hunting waves. Like they just don't give them the opportunity to even tell those stories. Like I said about in content as well, and most of them are self-funded. Yeah. So still stoked is like giving women that platform to, Hey, if you're doing something cool, let's publish it. Yeah. And it's yeah, amazing that the number of people that come with amazing stories and, and then we're trying to create that platform for them. Did you have a pinnacle moment in your life where you realized that this was your path, that this is your, your calling, that you needed to help get this message out, that you needed to help empower other women, you needed to help inspire them? Like, was there a pinnacle moment, like a penny drop moment when you said, you know, I need to start this, I need to have a platform for these women? women? Not really. I guess, like, I made the, one of the first female snowboard movies back in 2005, and that was kind of from the same motivation i was like wow like if this we're not going to get given the chance we're not even going to get given the opportunity i'm just going to build it and give the women the opportunity and the camaraderie you get when you get a bunch of women working towards the same goal is like so powerful and that's kind of that community that i'm trying to build with still stake now like 14 15 years later is well we still have the same problem <laughs> like we're still not getting yeah like the opportunity to like show those stories and I think it's even more like what we touched on before with the whole Instagram and like what young kids are looking at I think it's even more important that we show young girls the alternative and like female strong stories that are doing real things rather than what just is, butt shots what does that spark in you when you see someone who's like a really a really good surfer a really good snowboarder, a really good motocross rider like say like a, a, a woman a, a really good woman athlete right and then you see their brand marketing that person in a sexual way. Like that athlete, how does it, what does it spark in you when you see this amazing athlete, instead of being shown do, uh, riding a big wave or show, shown jumping, at, doing a big air, and instead they're just standing there with a surfboard with a G-string on? So 
it depends like if the brand has put that image out i have so much disrespect for that brand and i probably won't buy that brand as a result if it's the athlete doing it like yeah i mean it's a real shame um but then the audience you got to think of like the audience and the validation that that athlete's getting from that audience like is a butt shot gonna get me you know a million likes versus like me doing a top turn is gonna get me like half a million likes or whatever so yeah I don't know really how to answer that question but I think the brands one like we had a girlfriend that you met the other day Brit she was a manager of Rip Curl here in, in Manly and she had to fight so hard to not get Alana Blanchard on the on the window but to get two-time world champion Tyler Wright in the in the window like shredding like, why was that even a thing? Like, like do you mean do you mean a photo of a of the surfer Lana Blanchard in a in a G string with her butt compared to um, two time world champion Tyler Wright actually surfing on a wave? Yeah, and that was through the brands or through the company they they rather to have the sex sell pretty much. Yeah, totally. And you know, my my girlfriend who's the was the manager, she was like, well, no, like we need to show strong surfing like women are so capable of so much more than just standing there in a bikini like look at what tyler's accomplished yeah so yeah well, look got, at what yourself has accomplished yeah we got tyler and it was i remember walking past that like on the course there manly being like yes you know i'm so inspired to go for a surf night right now look at look at tyler ripping yeah but i wouldn't i you know walk past a picture of alana and be like oh god i'm not beautiful enough yeah do you reckon that women athletes know do they do you reckon they understand the role that they have it as a role model for those younger women because it's like i know that there's i think it's more common than not to have g-string photos from women on instagram to you know then i when we were starting up a business in byron bay um with my ex-partner i remember she was doing the instagram for it and she was a very good looking beautiful girl you've met her and she would, I told you this earlier, actually, she would put G-string photos up every so often. And I remember her saying to me like, oh, this sucks. I've just got to put my ass up just so I can get followers, so I can get backing for, for my brand that she's about to launch. And that was exactly what happened. I was saying like, she'll put up a photo of, um, so it was a fitness brand that we did and she'll put up a photo. She was a really, she's a really great athlete. She put up a fitness photos and say they would get like so many hundred likes. She put up a photo on a G-string of a butt and it would get a thousand and she would get 500 new followers. And we're like, what the hell? And she's like, I've just got to do this for now to build this brand. And I'm like, isn't that insane that you have to do that? Like that you think that you have to do that or that that is the model or that is, the, I don't know if it's an algorithm, but that is what's happening here. And I find it such a shame because on the Gold Coast where I grew up, there's a bridge from Palm Beach to Burley where all the kids jump off. And we've always jumped off it for years. And like even as a man now, like I'll be with my friends and we're driving past and you see a whole heap of girls in G-strings and bikinis. And you're like, oh, you know, like and as being a male, you, you kind of go to have a look and then you realize holy crap, that's like 13-year-old girls, 12-year-old girls. Like, what the hell? Like, what is happening here? Like, this new culture. And I I do understand we have this freedom of our body and, like, you know, being comfortable in that, but I don't think it's that at all while these young girls are doing it. They're doing it because they feel that they have to. Like, there's so much competition or, like, they're trying to feel comfortable in their skin. And I think I, I feel looking at this from an outsider and looking into what's happening here that it's like it's gone backwards. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, like, as a brand... I read about this in an article on Still Stoke called Sex Sells You Short, The Pressure of Social Media on Female Athletes. I read it about four years ago. 
And um, as a brand, like, would you rather support uh, an athlete that has got followers that are going to buy your product? As in they're like, you know, they're people, women buying wetsuits and the bikinis and the clothes that you're actually trying to sell, being Roxy, Rip Curl, whatever. Or would you, we call it wastage in marketing, the audience that are following that athlete are, you know, Tradies, tradies, in the Middle East. A lot of that data. um, When I look at like a lot of the data of who are these follow, who are following these accounts, so it's just it's wastage essentially as well. Yeah, it's not going to people that are actually buying the target audience. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it can be done. You know, look at look at Sally Fitzgibbons. Look at Steph. Like Steph Gilmore. Yeah, Steph Gilmore. Look at Laura Enova. Like you know, beautiful girls, but they're sir and Carissa Moore and all of them, like look at, look at their accounts and. Well, it's just, is it Coco Ho? I love this quote that she's written actually on one of your articles. It sucks sometimes because obviously surfing's a sport and you want the best surfer to win, but it's all about finding that balance, the balance between sex selling and being an athlete and how far outside of the boundaries you're willing to go. I think about that a lot. She says like, so her as an athlete, her is actually, herself as a brand you know what i mean she actually has to consider how much of herself she's going to sell that's yeah, yeah. Co- coco's great i mean she's been quoted saying you know i always i always think like what would i do if my my dad and my uncle and you know mason my brother looked at this yeah you know like how 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 far are you how, how proud are you are of what you're putting out and i think as well if we're still stoked on what we we put out in our social it's super easy for me to like put sexy butt shots up or or bikini shots but it's about you know how is a young girl gonna feel looking at that and we will put up content um and I'll get feet you know I'll get responses and people being like it's so nice to see like real women doing real things you know I'm still in the bikini I'm still surfing I'm still in the mountains maybe in my in my crop top hiking up a mountain or something but it's not touched up it's not pouting it's not yeah. it's just real women doing real things and that's actually what life is yeah you know it's not curated and as a man when you when you meet those women that are real and doing those real things it's so attractive it is so inspiring it's powerful you know and it's like i think well, for me anyway, like if I meet a woman that is out there doing things, she's not wearing much makeup, she doesn't care too much about her looks, you know, and she's out there just giving it a go, you know, it's so attractive to see that power in her, you know, that's way more attractive than that girl that's just sunbaking on the beach because she needs to get a tan so she can take Instagram photos. For sure. I mean, but like what's your role in this as a man, right? Like who do you follow and what? how are you perpetrating that industry i think that's an also an interesting way to look at it yeah well that's a very challenging question and when it comes to social media i definitely see so much of that on social media i see so much of those um as a man when i okay when i see a girl doing something really cool um i definitely like it and I definitely like, and I like to leave a comment like, oh, charging girl or something. When I do just see that G- G-string photo, I kind of skip past it as myself. But it's not even just that. Even if it's my friend and I want to like it, to, you know, to give my, my own friend validation, I, I, don't because, I don't because then other friends of mine would have seen that I've liked that photo and would kind of just think I'm a creep. You know what I mean? And it's always funny too. Like, oh, like, you know, I'll see a girl that, 
I don't have many mutual friends with. And then I like one random guy, I'm like, oh, how does he know her? And then you look through and like one bloke that I know is like, liked every photo of hers that are just the g-string ones or so or just the ones in bikinis and you're like oh okay you know i kind of know what he's up to and it's just like yeah but and so that's like that's one side of it that's the adult side but then when you actually look to a young girl like when i okay so it's like when i'm talking about that i don't have responsibility and i've taken my responsibility out unconsciously but then when i saw my cousin my 13 year old cousin doing that i'm like wow i'm responsible too here you know what i mean it's like you asking me that is like who do you follow that is that's a very challenging question you know what i mean because i want to see women doing i want to see women being better role models like that because they can be like i know so many amazing powerful women it's like if i go to the mountains with you like you're just going to tear me apart out there you know what i mean the strength and the knowledge that you have in those mountains you know it's like ego aside i've got to respect you i've got to look up to you i've got to follow your lead out there you know what i mean you're the one with the knowledge you're that powerhouse you know and it's like they're the women women that i want to see my cousin inspiring like to look up to you know and i think it's yeah it's there's not enough of them there's not enough women even the ones that are doing cool cool things that's not what they're sharing of their life because that isn't where they're getting their attention. So I think we have to play a role as the audience, as consumers of media in what, what, we, what we validate, what we say is good and what we say isn't good, you know? I mean, it's not necessarily that black and white, but, you know, it's really important to, to like and feedback. And if, if you see an inspiring ripping photo, like validate that. Yeah. Because if a girl, like you were saying, your ex-girlfriend, like... Uh, I've got to do the butt shots because, like, the regular, like, nice photo isn't... I mean, it's just sad that this is even a thing, right? Yeah, it's sad that we're even talking <laughs> it's about just, it. It's just, yeah. I mean, I just want to live in a world where people, women can just go out and shred and, and not have to worry about brands being like, hey, could you mind actually not wearing a wetsuit? Um, actually, do you mind not surfing cold water? Actually, we want to take you to a tropical island and put you in a G-string. And that happens a lot to the girls. You know, I yeah. have a girlfriend in in the UK, Sophie Hellier, she was on Roxy and she quit Roxy and she now just, she hated it. She just hated the way that she was being objectified as a surfer and a model. And she famously walked away from that brand and now just cold water surfs. She moved to Ireland and um, she's in a wetsuit all the time. Oh, what a charger. Yeah, she's a legend. What brands in this industry, like so in the export industry, what brands do really back women charging? Yeah, it's, it's funny because if you look at, so Still Stoke, we do a lot of bikini reviews. So I have quite big boobs and I like to surf big waves. And what I find is that there's no bikinis that I can buy from any surf brands are actually designed for surfing. And subject to that, like there's a lot of women that are finding the same thing. So Still Stoke's got this huge section of reviewing surf bikinis from like really cool independent brands that women have been like, wow, it doesn't exist. I'm going to build it. And so what we're seeing, like the mainstream brands are still really on that mainstream sort of sexy surf girl vibe thing. We can come to the Billabong, fuck you Billabong article by Karen Knowlton, which is a good one to touch on. But yeah, we're seeing actually just like small independent brands are having to sprout up to support that in the direction that we want it to go because the mainstream brands are still like not really see, not really getting it. Yeah. Um, you know, and I have a few friends that are, 
on the tour and still having to change the way who they are a little bit just to keep their sponsorships. And yeah. Did you, cool. have you, oh, actually, let's touch on that article first. Yeah. Before, yeah, what's that? So Karen um, Norton, who um, writes for us at Still State as well, she's an absolute legend. Um, she went to Billabong's website, it was probably about two years ago, and she saw, you know, one of those split screens, women click on the right, men click on the left. And the men's photo was this, like, absolute charging air I think of Paco and then on the right was just a girl on the beach arching her back in a sexual way and she wrote a, a great article you can find it on Still Stoked if you search um, Fuck You Billabong but yeah she wrote this big article and went completely viral she was like what is this you know like are women not can you not put a photo of a women surfer do you not think us as women that buy from Billabong actually do this sport we just want to lay on the beach for a man's pleasure watching yeah um and it yeah it went completely viral and she Billabong apologized and changed their website as a result yeah and that's that's showing that things can actually happen when you say hey you know what this is not cool you know yeah it's um I mean it shouldn't even be a thing a girl shouldn't have to go and look, try and find a surf bikini and and, yeah. and be told that she shouldn't surf in it. Yeah. Throughout your career, because you're one of the most, if not the most hardcore chick that I know, you cut your foot in the surf this morning when we'll surf and you've been <laughs> bleeding all morning. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, through, okay, so throughout your, um, your snowboard career, throughout your sailing, throughout your mountaineering, throughout your, your travels, has there been times in your life where this has really affected your sport, where it's really affected your adventures, where you felt that your strengths and your knowledge in these areas hasn't been validated purely because of your, your sex. Yeah, um, sadly. So yeah, that's definitely happened. And I, I remember some my mentor, Lel Tone, who's um, one of the most incredible female mountain guides, she said to me, Alexa, you've got to be bigger, better, faster, stronger, even just to be equal. And that was like when I was retraining as a as a mountain guide and a heli guide up in Alaska. That was what some words that she said to me in our in our training that stuck with me. And for the last three years, I've been um, the lead guide at a Katsuki operation in Japan. And a few years ago, I remember rocking up to work one day, and um, I had an IFMGA guide that was there. What's um, IFMGA? International Mountain Federation of Guides association it's like so they're like the big dogs it's like the big dogs yeah, yeah. you gotta i mean you gotta do ropes you gotta do crevasses you gotta do climbing you have to do a whole every skill that you could possibly need in the mountain and skiing downhill yep. was just one very small module of all of that course it probably takes about 15 years so he was visiting and he said to me he was like what you're the guide first thing in the morning and i was just getting my radio yeah i was like yeah are you with us for the day and he just was so he had he had the choice when he rocked up to someone else's operation and saw that there was a female lead guide who was young he had the choice to be a really supportive encouraging person and share some of his knowledge but instead he chose to make me feel awful and we just butted heads the whole time And I had to hold my own. I wrote an article about it, about why men, why women need the support of men in the outdoors. Because I felt like quitting when I got home that night. I was like, this was bullshit. I should never have been made to feel like that. Who is he just rocking up to our operation Mm. to just, you know, undermine the way that we run the operation? Well, to undermine the strength that you have and the knowledge that you have in those environments. and everything. You know, he was a guest. Um, And... To to give you a flip side of that, I remember being in Alaska with Points North 
in the guide meeting um, and I was tail guiding that week, uh, which means that there's a lead guide in the helicopter and I was, I would take up the flank, like go at the back and just hopefully not have to pick up any pieces, but that's kind of my job if someone falls or whatever. And um, Kim, who is a wonderful guide for Points North, um, the only female guide up there, she had a group of guys and they pulled um, the owner, Quinna, aside and was like, hey, you know, is it all right if we, can we have another guide? And Quinna was like, in the, in the guide meeting, was like, Kim, you can have whatever, whatever pick of any area in our zone that you want to take. Go show those guys why you're our best guide, you know. And all the boys were like, yeah, Kim, like, all the other guides, you know, you choose which mountain you want, you, you get it. Like, we'll go ski somewhere else. So the difference in seeing like how that team like was so behind in supporting her to give her the the skills to do the best job that she could. Yeah. And like they were like, Kim's the super guide, you know, her guides at the end. Yeah. Um, they were just like, She's the best, she's one of the best guides. So yeah. she got given the opportunity to just like and the support from her team. So yeah, this article I wrote was about those two experiences that I had being a professional guide and how one really undermined me when that person had a choice to support me yeah. and how the other one was like just flat out support and how it just elevated Kim to do an incredible job. Do you reckon it's made you tougher or stronger um, just as a person in, in general just um, being in such extreme environments all the time and always against men like you've seemed to hold, I've been able to hold your own through snowboarding like um, through you know, um, ocean crossings through ad- well, so many adventures that you do in the mountains, everything. Do you reckon that's strengthened you as a person? Definitely. But it, I think it comes down to that quote that, that I mentioned before that Lel Tone said to me is that you do have to have the skills and you do have to be not necessarily better, faster, stronger, like she said, but you do need to know your, know your shit. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I do remember someone saying to me, I think Kim, the guy I just mentioned, said to me, you know, make sure when you open your mouth, it's like something that's right and correct. Yeah. Um, so we do have to be a lot more mindful um, of things. But I also think that in time, with all of those experiences that I've had, and now I'm in my mid-30s, I can kind of like look at if someone's treating women badly in those environments, it actually says a lot more about that person and their insecurities yeah. than my ability to do a good job. You yeah. know, oh, let's go on the skin track and see how you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, you want to paddle out? Let's go. Yeah. I um, I just love this. It kind of sucks that we're even having this conversation, but it, it, it's so amazing that you've set up Still Stoked, which is this website that is there to inspire women. It's there showing real women doing real things and it's just empowering women it's like i think it's just so amazing and it's doing really well your brand and i and i'm so stoked that i can be part of this as well just to help like tell people about this because i think people need to know how important it is it's like that your brand is something that like i'm going to send to like young girls that i know you know what i mean say like hey you know like check out this you know because it's I think that's, and I think that's just all it is. It's just this new age of social media is just giving, it's giving a different platform for inspiration. You know what I mean? It's not showing, it's how the algorithm is set up by how many likes something gets. Those construction workers or those that male where the sex sells 
is literally pushing the, that stuff, that, that content to the top. And it's like, but there is this amazing content out there. There is these amazing women like yourself, like your website, the people that write for your website that are doing these, this hardcore stuff. Is it Melanie, your friend that's a big wave surf charger? Yeah, she's the other writer for Still Stoke. Okay, so what's her story? God, she's amazing. Um, she grew up in Michigan on like Windswell on that lake with a really, really Christian family. She had eating disorders from a young age. She's got the BRCA gene, which means she's 80% likely to have breast cancer and 60% likely to get ovarian cancer. She has to have these checks every year. And things were going, you know, she, things were going wrong in her life. Um, she decided just to get a divorce, sell her yoga studio. I think it was in LA, and she was just like, "I want to be a big wave surfer." And she, I think she was like 27 when that happened, or 26. And she just bought a van and a car, a car, and went down to Mexico. And she's just been like learning the charge, huge waves. She spends half a year in Puerto Escondido and half a year on the North Shore. She's just gone for it. And she didn't grow up as a surfer? Didn't grow up as a surfer, but she says surfing changed her life. And she, so I I bumped into her in the surf in Indo. These guys were like, there's a Hawaiian charger here. Oh my God, there's another girl. You should meet her. And so I paddled up to her in the surf and was like, hey, what's that surf bikini? Are you wearing a surf, a sports bra? (laughs) And she was like, no, why do you ask? And I was like, oh, I run a website. And I told Still Stoked. She was like, no way. It's like my favorite website. And um, which kidding. was incredible, yeah. So it so, had already reached her. Yeah, she'd already been a fan of it, and now she's like my right hand woman. Yeah, um, yeah. So she's it's stories like that, you know. Like she's now she's got a bigger platform to tell her story, which is helping women that have got you know anorexia and bulimia, and she could, they can have a direct line to Melanie to talk about how Melanie overcame that and how surfing has like been therapy for her and. Yeah. And what, how, what she's doing about, you know, all of those challenges. And it's not the butt shots and it's not the, yeah. you know, it's not the... Yeah, Melanie was like thin and sick and not healthy, you know, because she felt that was what she had to be because that was the imagery that was being sold to her. Oh, my God. And now she has this opportunity, this platform to show us like, no. Yeah. Hey, you can... And she charges. Char- I've seen photos of her. She's yeah. absolutely charging. It scares me. It scares me, man. It scares me. Any, anyone doing what she's doing, it scares me. You know, it's hardcore. Yeah. It's like I get so inspired by women. I get so inspired by those strong women. I did a podcast um, with Kerry Smith um, called A Wild Arctic Woman, and I've told you about her. And I got a review one day. I had no idea how powerful that could be. And I got a review one day from this mum saying that her teenage daughter had been lost, um, so lost in life, um, going through ups and downs, like basically kind of like what you're saying, didn't know who she was as a person, didn't know what she was, um, didn't have anyone to inspire to, right, to, that was inspiring her. And she listened to this podcast and this mum sent me a message just saying thank you, like that this, that, that podcast sparked something in her. And now this young girl just wants to be a, so, uh, a pro skier and wants to go traveling and wants to go see the world. And like, that's her dream now. And it's like she, this mum was just thanking me for being able to give this girl a platform to get her story out to inspire her daughter. And it brought fucking tears to my eyes, man. So I was like, I had no idea that that, like just such a simple conversation that I had. It's just like, just like such simple articles that you're writing or such simple content that you're putting out. 
You know what I mean? Well, it's not simple. It's like amazing content, but you know what I mean? It's like just doing something like this, how far it can reach and how far it can like change people's minds or inspire them to do something. Yeah, it's, it's giving these stories a platform to be told because mainstream media doesn't give those stories a platform for whatever reason. Yeah. I had a beautiful meeting last week with um, the lady that runs Gutsy Girls, which is a women's tour of content. And she does the Banff Film Festival over here as well. And my girlfriend, Lena Stoffel, has just made a film in the Lofoten Islands in Norway where she's surfing and snowboarding. Lena's my ski partner in Japan. And this young girl saw it and said to her mum, I want to ski like that girl in the movie. Yeah. You know, and it's like being able to show girls ripping. It's hard to be what you can't see. You know, like as a young girl, if it's just guys that are skiing and guys that are surfing and that's all you see, like you don't think that that's open, that's an option for you. But when you start to see girls doing that, like the girl that you had on the podcast, she's a pilot. Yeah. You know, and you start to see that, wow, girls can be pilots too. Yeah. You know, I I can shred like, you know, six foot, 20 foot waves. Girls do that yeah. too. Like. I can do something else than just putting my butt in a G-string and taking a photo of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh my God, it's such an important message here. I've got a really important question for you. If you could say anything to a young lost girl, what do you reckon it could be? What do you reckon it would be? Like if you, if a young girl came to you that was looking up to you and said, oh, I'm so lost in life, what advice would you give her? I would ask her, when do you feel most alive? Like, when do you, when does your heart sing? Like, when is that moment you feel most alive? And try and hold on to that and do, do what that is. And if, like, going and scrolling through your Instagram doesn't make you feel good, stop doing it. If, like, hanging out with your dog and taking your dogs for a walk makes you feel good, do more of that. Like, be aware of what lifts your soul and what dampens your soul. And just try and do more of the things that lift your soul. Wow, what an answer. And I think like the sports that we do, like surfing, like ocean therapy, getting in the water, you might be, you might not be able to surf, you know, you just, but just going in the water every day and just being that you're a surfer, you're loving it. Yeah. Just get in the water, do what, do the things that lift your soul and find, find other women to do that with and support each other. Like women can be really bad about being competitive with one another and, you know, find a group of girls that want to support each other and do that and go and get your crew together and a little squad. Yeah, squad it up. Squad it up. Has that been your belief throughout your life? Because you're someone that, you've had this crazy adventurous life. You've been all around the world. You lived in all these random places. You've been a mountaineer. You've being this snowboard charger, you've been a park rat, what they call it a park rat yeah. when you're in doing all the jumps and the grind. Rails, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And you've surfed all around the world, you've sailed in lots of places around the world, that's a big, like, is that the belief system that you've always had? Like, when you've had these opportunities, what is it that's made you step into them? I think it's, it's hard. It took a lot of confidence for me. I worked in advertising for years and I was just so deeply unhappy and it paid really well and there's definitely a role for having a career and, and sacrificing the fun for a little bit because uh, I worked super hard in advertising. So then when I was 30, I could quit and retrain as a mountain guide, um, which is yeah what I, what I did. But um, I was just really happy and I was mindful that I wasn't, the things that brought joy to my life were being outside and progression. I'm addicted to progression. Like whether it's like 
hitting that rail better, hitting that jump faster, skiing that mountain more beautifully or or like getting a top turn that just you have on your surfboard that you come out with speed, you know, just yeah. that feeling. So I'm addicted to those feelings and yeah, it was it's about chasing that really. So but you know, you do need money in, <laughs> to live. So if you can find like still stoked is I'm so motivated to get the joy that I get from writing those articles and sharing those articles and and the feedback that I get from women all around the world and the amount of joy it gives other women to have a platform to write those articles that you know if I'm poor for the rest of my life that's fine yeah well still stoked is doing so well and it's grown so much and you have such a big audience for it so I'm hoping that um that we just see it continues like just continue to grow you know what i mean because still stoke should be those the brand that that is should be the big brands it's you know it's it that should be the one that is that should be the billabongs you know what i mean like that philosophy that you have of empowering women my dream is as a as a filmmaker as well is to be able to turn that into a production company where i can go out there and tell be the female the eyes you know the female voice that can tell the stories of other women doing great things so it won't have to be self-funded yeah that there's like some backing there that that we can go and tell those stories that inspire the next generation to to create this con you know to make that content cut through so it ends up on your feed and it ends up on your niece's feed and there's 12 year olds feeds on the gold coast that could choose to like go play in the shore on the shorey together without you know just without any expectation of how anything. sexy they're gonna look yeah yeah thank you thank you for doing what you're doing you know what i mean like i've i've said this to you in the last few days um constantly as it's like I, I can't get over it how powerful it is what you're doing and how much the world needs it you know what i mean like and it inspires me so much and like i keep giving you hugs because it's just like <laughs> i just love what you're doing and like, i just want to get be, off my arm yeah <laughs> give me another hug i just love it it's just um before we go that's something actually you kind of mentioned it before but i've got written down here something that i really wanted to just to find out do brands back your philosophy philosophy like what brand what brand would you say as a surf brand snow brand would patagonia be one that just like really stands out yeah that backs this philosophy oh patagonia are great like just look at the number of women and the type of women that they support you've got um kimmy swimmy who's just an absolute ocean wanderer and spearfishing champion um you've got liz clark who um has been on still stoked a few times she um, solo sailed across the South Pacific. She's been at sea for 15 years doing environmental things, um, solo sailing, and absolute shredder surfer. Belinda Bags, a longboard. Like the type of women that they support are just authentic, beautiful souls doing great things for the environment and sport. And they have a, a, a rather equal, and Paige Arms as well. They just signed Paige Arms. Like they have an equal ratio of men to women on their team. Yeah. yeah, these are the sort of brands that you you want to see, you want to buy from as well. I mean, Patagonia, just the epitome of just greatness, I think. Yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. I actually love them too. It's just their whole, their whole message. Yeah. And it kind of coincides with your message too, you know? Yeah, we partner on a lot of, I, I basically said to them, you can use my audience for any environmental message that you have. 
So we've been working pretty hard for the fight for the bite stuff at the moment with Equinor, a Norwegian company, wanting to drill for oil in the Great Australian Bight, which is one of the biggest, most gnarliest, like roughest seas in the world. Yeah. Um, and as a community, as a surf community worldwide, but especially in Australia, we're fighting that. And Patagonia is spearheading a lot of that discussion, which is which is great. So if I can give my platform to anyone as well for good, it's open to anyone listening to this. If you've got you've got something you want to get out there and it's environmental, or it's about empowering women, then Still Stoked is absolutely available for you to yeah, get or that just message out. If you want to tell your story in general, like if like if you're an athlete, uh, a female athlete or have a story that you think would inspire other women. So how would people get in contact with you? Either through, um, yeah, stillstoked.com. There's a contact page or any of our social. It's still underscore stoked on Instagram or Twitter or still stoked on, on Facebook. Yeah, hit us up for sure. Love to open that dialogue with more women and men as well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, dude, thank you so much pleasure yeah this has been an amazing conversation i've actually got a big smile on my face yeah it's good it's only by being bold that you get it anywhere so yeah be bold and, be, and do things that in that add warmth to people's lives be bold and let yourself be powerful yeah for you sure. know i think that's a big thing there it's like you are powerful you are amazing let yourself be you know what i mean it's just like i love what rio said to me in the conversations of the light and elder which is like episode eight on diaries of the wild ones and he says this quote that is like, if you're questioning yourself as a person, if you're not thinking that you are amazing, right? It's like, it's just, it's more likely that it's a miscommunication or a misunderstanding on your part because he says, you've got a small brain compared to the whole of, his, of existence. And you're basically telling the whole of existence that you fucked up, that you're not good enough, right? And he's like, compared to the whole of existence, being how big that is and how small your brain is, it's probably that you've just got a misunderstanding. You know what I mean? And it's like, just have a read look. It's like, you're exactly who you are for a reason. Find your power and do it. You know what I mean? It's just whatever your passion is, like you're allowed to do that. This is what I'm always telling people. It's like, if you like doing that, you're allowed to do that. You can do that. You know? It's kind of funny how society like makes us think that we have to have a nine to five and be part of this system. Like I just sailed across the Pacific Ocean and I was at sea for three months and just being completely unplugged from that and I've come back into it and I realize actually I don't really need to be back stressed working as a producer on some big TV shows. Like that doesn't validate my existence. I'm far more enjoying like earning a tenth of the money and, and having conversations with women and doing Still Stoke. That's, yeah. that's way more fun. Does it scare you? Yeah. Does it scare you stepping outside of that nine to five realm? The realm of nine to five? Yeah. Um, the realm. The realm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think definitely it takes a lot of confidence, but I think I'm a, a really good example that you can have that balance. Yeah. Like I can swing back and, and take a, a, a job for three months as a, a consultant and then sweat surf nine months yeah. a year. What would you say to not everyone that has that opportunity? Like say someone that... Um, doesn't have the means um, financially, doesn't have the means, say, like their education to get the job that they want or the financial means to go travel like they want. And, and I always tell people too, I, sometimes I get frustrated just sitting in Australia and living in Australia and not traveling because it costs me way more. And people, this yeah. always trips people out. It costs me so much more to hang out in Australia than what it does to travel. 
like my expenses like weekly just fuel well i don't even pay rent like well i've got my property but it's like fuel like just general expenses food and everything it cost me a third of that to travel around the world you know what i mean it doesn't cost much money to travel when you actually think about it. if you're not staying at five-star resorts and that doesn't mean when i tell people that they think you're just slumming it you're sleeping on the street it's like no you just you're just hanging out you're just traveling you know, you're staying in hostels, you're camping here, you're staying with people, you're meeting people. It's just traveling. It doesn't cost much. But what would you say to young people or to anyone that's in that situation who doesn't think that they can do that, that doesn't think they can find that balance? Um, well, there's definitely ways to to go about, like, back on the traveling thing. Like, with it doesn't have to cost much money, like, trading as well. Like, what your skills are in trading is a good way to, to get through and and travel yeah um but like when it comes to working sorry to answer your question i think it's good to get yourself when you're younger find a job that allows you to travel i wish someone said that to me when i was at school you know when you have those like job fairs yeah you know like hairdressing or a doctor or all these things that you can do and travel my career option means i have to be near a city i have to be near you know the big brands well i always find I often say that. It's like, oh, you can just go do your thing. You can go do this if you want. But people are like, yeah, but not everyone can just do that. And I and I like to say that it isn't – it's all in your frame of mind as well. And I just mean just in the basis of just being happy. You know yeah. what I mean? No matter what you do in life, you can find the happiness in it. You know what I mean? If you're really doing something that you are disliking, that you are not enjoying doing, it's like you're allowed to not do that. Do you ever get people that say to you like, oh, you're so lucky I could never do that? Every day. Yeah. Every day people say to me, I'm so lucky. I wish I had those opportunities or I'm so lucky. Um, I wish I could do that. And you're like, well, you can. You know I'm, what I mean? I'm a big believer that you make your own luck, you know, yeah. and it's about being conscious of when those opportunities come that you can say yes or no and creating your own luck. You know, whether or not that is that you worked really, really hard to meet those people or to put yourself in those environments that those opportunities came your way. But that wasn't luck. Like, you worked really hard. You said yes to the right invitations and you were aware of the growth and the path that you were on to create that in your life. And I think everyone has that, but not everyone is aware that they have that. So it's about raising your awareness and being open to those opportunities. And, yeah, that might mean that you need to work really, really hard for 6, 12 months and save money so you can buy that plane ticket or change you know what your outgoings are like maybe stop smoking or stop drinking or if you know you pay lots of money to go to the gym stop training outside you might have to sacrifice things but be aware and create your own luck yeah i think that's with anything in life it's even like this with the podcast it's just like reaching out to people just having confidence within myself to say you know what this is just what i'm doing i'm just going to go do it i it's just insane the opportunities that come my way because of this you know what I mean? And just by sewing, showing, um, I think it's just because I'm keen. You know, I'm literally just keen to do it. And I haven't had anyone say no to me or anyone not want to help me. You know what I mean? And I just think it's this amazing thing because it's something at the start I was so vulnerable about. I was like, all my friends, everyone was trying to push me into do, doing this podcast. And I had all these like vulnerable thoughts like, who the hell wants to listen to me? You know, I don't have anything i'm not doing anything cool i'm just doing what i'm doing you know what i mean not really giving myself that validation that other people might like it and then not even that it's just like just enjoying something that you want to share and it's just like it's okay to just to go do that and i've done that 
and it's just the amount of doors that it just opens. You know what I mean? It's actually to the point where it's too overwhelming. You know what I mean? And like even like yesterday going on um, Hayden Quinn's show, you know, that was a really cool experience and really and, – and I was so excited going into that. And then I suddenly had this like last-minute vulnerability and I suddenly started questioning myself because it's like I really put myself out there. And I was like, oh, hang on a second. This is the experience of it. This is amazing. This is something so much fun to go do. You know, and I think it's just believing in yourself and saying it's okay because once you take failure out of it, there is no failure. It's just success. It's, all it is is just experience. And like there is no... F- it's like I'm not failing at anything. I'm giving something a go and just having a fun doing it. And I think if you're having fun, that is success, you know? I think when you find those things that like make your heart sing, the universe wants you to succeed, like not to get too hippie about it, but when you really find your groove and you're like comfortable and you're like in the flow, things come to you, you know, and the universe wants you to to succeed. And imagine if everyone kind of didn't have the fear to go out there to discover what made them happy. Yeah. What a wonderful world we would live in, like, because yeah. people would just be doing things that, that made them happy and add joy to people. Is that that da- dharma? Dharma, yeah. That we're talking about. So, what's your dharma? Um, so, dharma is a yogic um, belief that you, every person, has a life purpose, and once you find that life purpose, that's what what you're about. That's and I truly, and Melanie as well, one of my writers. I truly feel my dharma, and I think I discovered that when I made the first female snowboard mover movie, one of them back in 2005, was to inspire other women and to lead by example that there was a different alternative to ways to live your life that you're being shown by society so yeah I really believe that that is my dharma and it's amazing to through still stoke that I've been connected with other women that also feel that's their their role here and together we're trying to we're trying to do that in numbers yeah thank you (laughs) so if you guys if you guys actually want to see how wild Lexi is Go on Still Stoked. Go on her Instagram and have a look at this girl because she's done some amazing things. She's been so wild. She's someone that um, I'm always around the world somewhere. I, where, I met you years ago in Whistler. Yeah, Whistler. In Canada. Six, ten years, no, eight years ago maybe. Yeah, and since then I've always been on the opposite side of the world somewhere to you. And we're always, it's just like one of those people in the group of friends that you're in and the group of friends I'm in is everyone's always doing something around the world somewhere and I just love checking in and our cross our paths sorry hardly ever cross and when they do it's just so much fun and so cool you know what I mean it's just like I just love the fact that you guys are out there always doing stuff and it's always and I told you this the other day it's always inspired me so much it's like I'm somewhere doing my thing and I'm looking at you guys and it's like making it's inspiring in me to just keep going you know what i mean i'm like these guys they're still out there they're still doing it you know and i'm like oh and it inspires me it's like yeah it's it you show me that it's okay that i can continue doing it you know and through that i'm probably showing someone else you know so good yeah and we're all just like around (laughs) bouncing around the world doing all these adventures having so much fun and it's just like and now we're just spreading the message saying hey you can do that too it's so much to see it's so easy Yeah, that's the thing. It is so fucking easy. Yeah. It is so easy just to book a plane ticket, man. We get it right now. We're talking right now. We're just talking about going to Tonga. Where are we going? Tonga. And Tonga sailed to New Zealand. Yeah. And and I've literally, that was just sprung up and I've just said, well, if it falls in a place, it's meant to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I wanted to go work. There's other things that I had expectation on and this might not happen for me, but I've just put it out there that if everything lines up, that's kind of what I'm meant to be doing. And I'm like, I have no problem with buying tickets to Tonga. 
I'm coming to Tonga. Yeah. You know, that's what's meant to happen. But adventure doesn't necessarily have to be via a plane ticket either. Like, you know, on Saturday, we just went to the rock pools here and climbed down a cliff and, and had a little adventure in a cave. Yeah. It's just up the road. That was amazing. Exactly. Anything you can do in life is adventure. And I often actually think about that. I think about that when I get, when I have fear especially fear of judgment. Like if I've got to get up and, and talk in front of um, an audience or something and, and it's like that extreme anxiety, you know what I mean? And, and it's just that um, when you're not feeling confident. And I often think to myself, you know what? This is just another adventure. Just take it as another experience. It's an adventure, you know, and just get up and do it. It's like everything, anything different is an adventure. Anything where I fear, I like to play a game where if I fear it, I have to do it. It's like a dare myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's well, like, okay. Growth happens. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, there's 300 people up in this room and like, you're going to get up and tell a story. It's like, oh shit, I don't want to do that. That's fucking scary. And I'm like, oh shit, I'm scared. Okay. All right. I'll do it. Here we go. You know, and just go into it. And it's just like, you come out of it so exhilarated because you've just pushed yourself. You just had an adventure. You know what I mean? Anything is adventure. All it is doing adventure is just stepping outside the box. And I've had people had a guy say to me once, he said, adventures as simple as walking a different street on the way home. It's as simple as that. You know what I mean? It's just sitting there and like experiencing something different and going, wow, you know, that's cool. You don't have to like it. It's just, you know what I mean? Yeah. I've done adventures I don't like. I've done adventures where I've been too scared, you know? How good is it, just on that simple note, like how good is it just to take a different way home and be like, oh, I always like sit on the same place on the bus and I always at yoga, always sit. Like put my mat down in the same spot like yeah those little routine like habits that we have be mindful of those and break them and sit next to somebody else and take a different bus or take a different route you know yeah. just little things like that i love when stuff goes wrong like i get on the wrong bus or yeah. something and people are all frustrated or annoyed around me you know because they had all this expectation i'm like hey fuck well, this is the adventure now you know like this is we can't control it let it go we're on our way here now we're going to get another bus to get back there who cares it's an adventure we're seeing something different you know there's a quote by um yvonne chavard that um owns patagonia and he's like oh adventure is actually just when it all goes wrong that's when the adventure starts exactly I love that, you know. Yeah. I, I love when you set expectation or like something, you think something's going to happen a certain way and then it doesn't, it goes a different route. And I love just thinking to myself, well, this is what's happening now. You know what I mean? Huh, well, that's cool. This is obviously what's happening now. And it's a great way. Having that mindset has taught me so much and has taken me so many places. Just... For instance, when I was just up on the Keppel Islands, I went out there for three days to just with my spear gun. It was just going to be for three days. And then the adventure took me traveling. You know what I mean? Because I, at first I had three days and I was going to come home, go down to the Gold Coast to mum's place and go work on my, my house down in Crescent Head and work on the podcast in between. And I ended up staying out on the Keppel Islands for two and a half weeks just because I kept meeting these interesting people and hanging out with them. And when it first happened, I first got invited to stay on this, on this, on this yacht, which was my two episodes ago, a couple episodes ago, Geordie, the Witch and the Wench. And I remember first having anxiety, like, no, I've got to get home. I've got to do this because I had set expectation for myself. And then I was like, hang on a second. You know, this is where the experience is. This is the adventure right here. Like, this is an amazing opportunity in front of me. Just let it happen. All it was in my mind is like, is letting go of control and just letting it happen. And I had the most amazing two weeks up there, like an extra two weeks up there than what I was going to have. It was just so much fun. All I want to do is go back. And all I did was just say, 
just all I did was allow it to happen. You know what I mean? Plans changed and I just accepted it because you can't control. You know, I think that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing about adventures, like being a mountaineer, being a sailor, is that it humbles you because it takes the control away out of it. You can't control the situation. So it teaches you to be humble and just deal with whatever's thrown up with at, at you kind of thing, you know? Yeah. I love traveling and I think there's different different ways that people travel, but I love traveling with no plans and getting somewhere and going for a surf and meeting some people in the lineup and going back you know seeing what they're up to and yeah. you know that's yeah. rather than planning like on tuesday we're gonna take this tour yeah go see these animals you know i'm like no nah, i'm just gonna like go for a little paddle yeah, just wing it you meet someone on the surf they're like oh hey man have you been to that waterfall up there yeah like, no we're going this afternoon you want to come you're like fuck yeah i want to come then you go out to the waterfall and you meet some other people and they're like hey we're going out here you want to yeah. come you're like hell yeah I absolutely come. that's the i mean that's how i personally flow through yeah. my journeys um yeah. Which, yeah, I think it comes a lot from, you know, being able, you know, having to be malleable in the yeah. mountains and change your decisions and never be attached to an outcome. Yeah. Because that's where the suffering happens if you don't get the outcome that you're attached to. Exactly. Yeah, it's just letting go of that control. I The crew that I stayed with, uh, well, I didn't stay with them, I mean, the crew that I was hanging out with on the North Shore in Hawaii... Um, really cool people all doing stuff and a couple of the girls there were really big instagrammers and and probably kind of what we we're talking about before actually but i just remember this one girl saying to me well did this hike to a waterfall for a photo shoot they were doing and i'm like oh so, um so why why are you staying in the hostel why aren't you staying at like our friend's place and i was like oh, i wanted to stay at the hostel they're like what do you mean you wanted to stay at a hostel and i was like well have you ever stayed at one they're like no like then i was like this is where the fucking that's so, where the buzz is man that's where you're me- meeting people that's where the adventure happens that's where the experience where i'm meeting and connecting with all these different people and from there just the adventure just goes because opportunities just open up i'm like i don't want to stay by myself down the road at a hotel or just stay in like thingy's backyard it's just like you know i just hang out with one person when i can hang out with you know 30 40 50 backpackers at a hostel it's a buzzing vibe and you're meeting all these cool people and and they didn't get it which is cool because you know each their own but it's just like that's why i do that it's fucking amazing because connecting with people and meeting people is just amazing and it's so inspiring because it teaches you that you can live different lives that you can it it shows you that there's so many different normalities everyone's doing something so different and everyone's okay yeah you know what i mean it's like well that guy's doing that and he's okay so fuck they show you you can do that you know what i mean it's exposure to way other ways that things are being done you know yeah just curating your feed in a different way yeah gives you a different outlook on what life's about how do you approach fear when you're on top of a mountain uh you're split board you've hiked up a big mountain or something and you're you're about to drop into it so you put your split board back together as a snowboard you're about to drop into a huge fucking mountain are you scared or at those times where you are scared what do you do because you're i look at you as being fearless but i'm sure you have fear yeah i think split boarding the difference between split boarding being dropped on top of a mountain by a helicopter are very different so it's probably worth touching on that like when you split board up a mountain you have so much time to stick your pole in the snow to look at what the mountains are telling you what the snowpack's doing so you actually you've spent a lot of time already with that snow under your feet that you have an idea of how it's going to feel and where you're going to ride and what you're going to do. So I'm not as scared. 
as I would be having been dropped on the top of a helicopter, probably not had maybe two seconds to see the face. And then I haven't touched the snow yet. Um, so I've been in some situations like in Alaska where I've ridden some big faces and they're like blind rollovers at the top and you can't see anything. And your first turn, you've hit off a little avalanche and now you've got to stay ahead of your slough. And you know, slough is when a loose, dry avalanche, that the surface snow that will chase after you. Yeah. You have to ski it in a certain way so you never cross your slough, otherwise it will take your feet out. Yeah, so I think, how do I deal with fear? Be Just be really really confident that I have the ability to handle that situation and that fear is healthy it gets me to reassess maybe where there might be holes in my skills and I'm totally fine with backing down as well like not skiing that line if I'm not comfortable with it or the snow doesn't feel right yeah or not taking off on that wave or not hitting that that jump yeah kind of thing yeah but it's about knowing what my ability is and where my um tolerance of risk is and being okay with that and knowing the difference of when it is fear for safety reasons or if it's fear for like ego reasons yeah um just but that's taken that's taken years it's taken a lot of injuries yeah it's taken a lot of floggings to to know you know i'm just gonna take off on this because like my buddy's watching or something you know what do you say to yourself if you realize that it's fear for ego reasons like oh i just want to hit this jump so i can do it better than that dude over there or something like even though it could be like dangerous like is that something that now that you've grown into yourself that you kind of are able to take a step back from or like yeah that's a rational fear do they call it a rational fear like you have like you have fear which is like fight or flight like where you're actually in danger and then you have rash irrational fear which is like the ego fear yeah um, i'm not sure i have like the ego fear but i think just now i'm just so comfortable in my own skills like I don't really need to prove anything to anyone anymore. And I really don't care for the photos anymore. But I wish I had that that awareness five years ago, you know? Yeah. Um, and snowboarding and surfing are such soul sports. When you take away all of the, the marketing and the bullshit around it, it's really just the beauty of doing it for yourself is so powerful. That's the kind of feeling that I want to... I want to be part of, you know, in the mountains just with my friends and uh, you can leave the camera in the bag. Like it's, uh, who cares, you know? Yeah. Like it's so nice just to like share those moments with your friends or go surf a bank down the coast with just two of you out and don't need to like tell anyone that you're there, you know? Yeah. It's just cool just to disconnect. Disconnect and have those moments that like are feed your soul. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is feed your soul. Yeah. Because you're allowed to do that. Yeah, yeah. Good. Hey, um, let's get out of here because I've got to, I've got to, I've got to drive <laughs> to the Central chatting. Coast. But let's just one more time again. Stillstoked.com, Instagram. Yeah, still, still underscore stoked on Instagram and um, still stoked on Facebook. They're the kind of our main channels. Yeah, and if we go to the Still Stoked website, you can find article after article of women charging, doing really cool stuff. You can find reviews on heaps of products for women. Yeah. And um, we're doing a boat trip to the Ments as well with two coaches, uh, two of my favorite high-performance coaches and 11 girls on a boat for 12 nights just hunting down waves. If uh, any women are up for a shred session with some rad girls, that's happening in October next year. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Yeah, how amazing. How fun would that be? You know what I mean? Yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait to meet more rad girls that want to get after it and support each other. 
That's what it's all about. Yeah. Hey, Lexi, thank you for being you. Pleasure. <laughs> no one else I could be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Just thank you for being you, dude. All right. Love you and leave you. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. So if you like this episode, please feel free to share it and leave a rating. And if you have or know of anyone with a wild story, please get in contact with me through my Instagram, Aaron underscore Shanks, or the website, diariesofthewildones.com, because I'd love to sit down over a beer or a coffee and hear it. Do it like a double.